what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chasing Daylight podcast, CDP After Dark, as we've liked to, well, I like to label this one. Uh, we got a guest with us. It's like I, I did in the promo video, I said we've been killing it with the guests of late, and uh, no no shortcomings this week either with uh, Tyler Munns, aka Fade and Fairway. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing super. Thanks for Thanks for having me. No problem, man. So you, you're an absolute golf nerd geek like we are. Uh, you, you're passionate about the game. You share all your stories on Instagram and social media. Uh, you have a podcast. Uh, you did one before. You started another one. Yeah. Uh, so you like jive right in with us. So welcome to the show and uh, looking forward to getting some uh, Pacific Northwest insights from you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, let's let's start with I'm you're great on Instagram. All right, Thank you. I, I I love what you do on Instagram. You engage with your your audience, unlike a lot of people who I think would benefit by doing what you do. You're just honest, and you're just you, and um, you don't take any shit from the trolls, which is absolutely hilarious, <laughs> because my God, there are so many of them. Yeah. Uh, at what point did you decide, you know what, the hell with these guys, I'm just going to give it to them? Uh, pretty early on. I've, I've, uh, I don't have thick skin, um, so I'm probably like not equipped to have the following that I've grown. You know, I'm, and I'm, I'm very grateful that people have decided to, to follow along with me and, and, you know, and, and are interested in what I have to say. But at the same time, like, I mean, you can ask my wife, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't take criticism like particularly well, um, at least criticism that is not, um, directed in a way that's like constructive. If people are just being mean for the sake of being mean, I don't, I just don't do well with that. Um, and so like 90% of the content that, yeah, it's, that's the <laughs> internet, man. Like, unfortunately <laughs> that's just how it is. And so I, kind of from day one, um, I was just like, yeah, man, like, I'm just gonna, if, if I don't like what you're saying, uh, it's my page. So I'm going to tell you. Um, and, uh, you know, I haven't gotten any, you know, big commercial money yet. So I have no reason to, you know, to like not say what's on my mind, um, regardless of, of any ramifications. Um, I, I don't really expect that to change. I mean, some, you know, some folks have reached out to me, um, asking to do this, that, and the other. And I've always said like, well, Hey, you know, I might not be the most like advertiser friendly, uh, from, from a, uh, you know, uh, just content standpoint, because like, I'm not going to shy away from maybe controversial topics that I want to talk about. Um, and I'm not, I'm like, I'm not afraid to call someone names. Um, and you know, for better, or for worse, that's just who I am. I think that's what creates like a, a good follow on Instagram or a good, homie on Instagram, whatever you want to call it, like be your authentic self and people will follow because they connect with you. I mean, be your authentic self in all of it. I mean, that's, that is what it is. Yeah. I think someone said to me early on, it's like, Hey, if everyone likes you, you're doing something wrong. Totally. Um, if you're so vanilla that like you're palatable for anyone who's watching, like then you're really like, you're, you can't really develop any sort of like real connections with folks because it doesn't it's just inauthentic and for the most part people sniff that out immediately and right away you know you watch some of these big youtubers who are pretty in with big commercial like oem money 
And it's just like, now, now, you know, you watch some of their old stuff versus what they're doing now. It's just like, God, this is so dry. Like I just, there's, there's mm -hmm. nothing behind those eyes, man. And I, I can't, I can't connect with you on like a human level because you might as well be, you know, you might as well be chat GBT, um, with like, a, <laughs> you know, with like a yeah. AI analog face that they're, they're editing into, you know, these YouTube videos. Cause it's just like, you can't be that cheery, that like completely neutral, like show me a little bit, man. Yeah. Give, give me, give me something to either love or hate. I don't, you know, either way, like Br Bryson DeChambeau, dude annoys the hell out of me. I think he is the douchiest person in the entire world. I love watching his YouTube stuff. Yeah. I, I, I eat it up. He's one of my favorite, like he makes me cringe. Like he makes me so <laughs> uncomfortable that I sweat. But like it's like some really bad stuff that he does. Dude, like he posted some TikToks a couple days ago with <laughs> filters, and uh, man, it was it was a brutal watch. But I'm like, you know what? I you know who's not doing that is like Grant Horvat. Not to throw strays at Grant Horvat, but like yeah, yeah, he's not doing that. And it just I don't know. I, it for me, it it makes a difference. And so yeah, I mean, like even if I don't like you, if you're if you're consistent and you have something you, you stand by something like i i can respect um pretty much anyone who's who's at least being genuine yeah there's there's people that annoy me and they post stuff all the time but i watch all of it yeah oh, because i mean they're being their true self i mean can't hate on that so so how much time a, a day are you dedicating to social media uh it's i mean if you break it up, it's like, Hey, I'll, I'll be on for five, 10 minutes at a time kind of throughout the day, just like answering messages and stuff. I, I really try to, despite what my wife has tried to tell me that like, Hey, you know, <laughs> people at that level don't answer all their messages and stuff. And, um, I try the, I, I try to, I try to, um, to answer, you know, as many of those messages as I can, um, the good or the bad. So that, that, that kind of takes a little bit of time. I mean, in terms of like, planning stuff out and like editing and stuff like that, uh, maybe like 30 minutes here and there. It's, it's mostly just like interacting with folks. Cause I want them to feel like they can talk to me and that I'm going to actually respond. Yeah. I'm going to read what they say. And like, I'm going to have a conversation because that's the cool thing about social media and golf is like, you know, I, I have, you know, my core group of friends from college, none of them really play golf. A couple of them like dabble in it, but like no one is eat, drink, sleeps it like I do. And so like, finding that group of people that do have a similar level of interest in golf um, through the internet is like, that's where I would say like all of my golf, my true golf friends are it's on the internet because um, it's hard to find people that are like this engrossed in the game. Um, it, probably for good reason. I think it's, I, I it's probably unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's funny, man. Like I'll be like, just sitting on the couch and then my wife starts talking to me and i'm like hey no my buddy from ohio that i met on instagram's coming to vegas in april um like we're trying to figure something out like give me a second you know and like mm -hmm. instagram has connected so many people and it's like how i talk to a lot of people that i've met through the game either on ig or actually playing with them one time yeah you know and it's how we connect and it's how we communicate and it's like People know that we we are from Vegas. We live in Vegas. We're here, and we're here every week. We're all about golf. So whenever whenever any someone comes to Vegas, it's like, 
first first hit up like what's going on this week you know and it's like it's so cool man and it's like if i would come up to portland like there's a couple of people i'd hit up and be like are you available and yeah. you were one of them you know and it's it's just like across the country it's so cool how everybody has connected through the game of golf because we're we're psychos you know yeah. we we love the game and it's we're spread across the country and it's it's just so cool yeah 100 agree we're you know it's like you're an ambassador of the game i think that's like, like another cool thing about the social media aspect of golf it's like you can you're like a beacon i mean like you said um you know you, you try to be like a beacon of golf in in las vegas so that when folks are coming through you you've made it known that like you're going to make them feel welcome in you know in your home um and and try to shepherd them around uh in the context of golf and i feel the same way it's like hey if anyone ever has questions about wow what courses should i play in portland like i'm going to give you my opinion and you know if if i have the opportunity you know if, if we can make the scheduling work like i love to try to link up with folks and and, and play some golf and learn a little bit more about them you know in their journey it's 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 such a fun way to connect with people yeah it's so cool man so what's your all right so let's see we can go a couple ways with this let's do it this way first off all right so let's go with you know what? i want to get no i'm going to do it this way let's let's talk let's talk about this i want to i want to talk about live golf okay right yeah live golf is in vegas uh went and got media pass today and I showed you guys this earlier, got, I mean, super nice media gift uh, when I went there today. Um, I, this has been my stance on this from the beginning, and I hopefully it's true that anybody can go back and listen and, and hear what I'm about to say that I've been repeating this. My beef with Liv was the guys that left the PGA Tour to go play and live were talking shit about the PGA Tour. And trashing it, saying it it wasn't good for them, it was too much, blah blah blah. And that was my beef. I could care less that there was another golf league. It's more golf. Uh, I'm a golf fan. I love watching golf. I think the live product is horrible to watch on their production right now. It's awful. But uh, being out there today, it was a completely different experience. What what's your voice on live golf right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, from the jump, it, it, I, and it's not like I'm, I'm saying anything novel, but I, I kind of saw right through exactly what, what the PIF and, and, uh, Saudi Arabia was trying to do, uh, with live. And at the, it, at the end of the day, they don't really care about golf. Um, they want a seat at the table in, in American sports, and this is the easiest way for them to get in. And, uh, from the jump, I think everyone knew that this was only going to end one way and it was them winning, whatever that looks like they're going to win. They're going to get what they want because they can burn $2 billion a year. They could burn $2 billion a day and not day. even think about it. No one can compete with that. It's just, it's never going to happen, you know? And so I, from, from, if you look at it from that perspective, which is a little bit, it's a little bit like nihilistic to be like, well, it doesn't matter. Like you can't, it's, it's an unstoppable before it's like, why even bring up the morality aspect of it? Cause it just doesn't matter. And so trying to like separate from the morality aspect of it. It's like, Hey man, this is, this is coming down the pipe, like jump every, you guys should just jump on and like, let's just figure out a way to 
get them what they want without completely upending golf as we know it um, and fracturing it, which is, you know, everyone's done a pretty, pretty bad job um, up to this point. I do think eventually within probably the next 18 months, we're going to see kind of a convergence and everyone's going to come back together. Um, I think everything that's happening right now is just, they're negotiating on price through their actions. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, Liv comes in and says, we'll give you $2 billion in private equity. PGA tour goes out and gets $3 billion and it says, all right, now live. If you want, if you want to like a, you know, an equal say in this whole thing, you got to come with at least 3 billion, probably even a little yeah. bit more. And then, you know, the pit, you know, or live comes out and says, we're partnering with Google. So we're, our product is now going to be more valuable. It's, they're just, you know, it's a pillow fight right now. Um, yeah. And so I, I think though, like to your point, I agree with you. The product's awful, but again, I don't think that's indicative of like, I, like the live as it is was such a temporary thing, I think for them that they just didn't care. They don't really care what it looks like. They don't care how it operates because it had a three-year shelf life, probably at most. Um, yeah. And, and we're coming up to the end of that and eventually it will converge and it'll go kind of, I'd, I'm guessing it's going to go back to the same thing. So I will say though, like them pushing um, some different types of format. Like I think the team stuff can be super, super intriguing. I, I really do. They're just, they're not nailing yeah, it. Do it right. But I do think there's potential there. Um, you know, I think, forcing the pga tours hand to actually force the top players to play with each other more than just like six times a year yeah that was that had to happen and it sucks that it took live coming in and like fracturing professional golf for that you know to, to actually force the pga tours hand that's annoying so i think like it's a situation where everyone sucks like pga tour sucks yeah sucks. <laughs> yeah right yeah it's like there's no good guy um and like you know, there's like insane, impossible money being thrown around and we're going to have to pay the piper with that at some point. I'm, I'm hoping it's not more ads, but I don't know where else you could fit yeah. it in. But like, like John Rom, supremely talented player, like yeah. generational talent. He is commercially yeah, totally. not worth $300 million at all. Yeah. I, so I don't know where that money, like eventually they're going to want to return on their, their investment. Absolutely. I don't know where they're going to get $300 so. million dollars from John Rom and $150 million yeah. from Dustin Johnson or even $10 million uh, from Pat Perez. You know, like where, like, I just don't see, I just don't understand how that's yeah. going to flush out from like a finance standpoint, but that's not, you know, that's not my problem. That's their problem. So yeah, um, that's a long winded way of saying like, it's inevitable. I just think we need to stop pushing like just the, the competitor narrative is silly. Cause at this point they're really not competitors. Like it's, they, they're going to have to come together at some point. Like yeah. the fracture is too deep. Like it's Saint Saint Andreas fault. What is that one in California? Yeah, yeah. It's too deep, man. I mean, <laughs> I was talking to my buddy uh, just about an hour ago and he was like, have you watched live this week or past week? I was like, yeah, I mean a little bit. And he's like, I'm just so fractured. Like, I don't, I don't care to watch anything anymore because this guy's here. That guy's Jeremy there said that the other day, you know, it's and and I find it within myself too. Like I'll probably watch a little bit of uh, waste management, but you know, I got to work a lot for super bowl since it being in Vegas this week, but 
it's like i only really care about the big ones you know and it's it's it sucks because i was a big time like every week golf fan like i'd watch as much as i could and it's just like it's fractured and just sucks man it's it's just not the same as it used to be and they're gonna have to come together at some point like i think live has done a great job pulling good players away from the pga tour to make it super noticeable like you know Pavon. Pavon wins fucking tory pines like who's heard of Pavon? yeah you know and it's like Pavon's in the mix again like it's gonna take if they want these players that they have it's gonna take a year or two to build them up to make them recognizable so they can either stick with it and stick through it and build them up as players or we're gonna have to combine at some point I think they should just do a Ryder Cup style, just like just do it, you know, play it out. <laughs> I heard a I heard a great uh, take from some. I don't know if this was on Twitter or or, or where, but they said um, one thing that Live injecting all this money into professional golf did is it changed the college athletes because they gave some college athletes some money right out the gate. And if you look at where the PGA Tour was and PGA uh, College and all that, like right now, Ludwig, however you say his name this week, uh, Oberg, he would be, he would have like conditional status on the Corn Ferry Tour this year. Yeah. And, you know, so then they, they, they come in, they get some college kids some money, then they draw some college kids away and then they give some more college kit and so the PGA tour had to go oh maybe we need to relook at this and give these guys a little bit more status oh they took some more players okay let's make sure the the top guy gets status the top 10 guys get you know and it's really changed where this young crop of players now has a way to quickly get to the PGA tour would that have happened without live no it I, probably I, not i don't think so and i do th i i was going to say like the PGA tour you couldn't have been a hotter start for them um, with with oh. Ludwig and then Nick Dunlap. Like, Dunlap, yeah, yep. totally. Just like they, I mean, they. That's a that's a gift uh, that the PGA Tour uh, got. Um, that certainly helps in their 100%. their negotiations. Um, but 100%. yeah, I I agree with you. I don't. The 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 bummer is that that doesn't happen unless <laughs> Yasser comes and you know starts making it rain and uh, you know and it's like. God, does it really have, but that's like, that's corporate greed. Just like the ugly face of corporate greed, just like intertwined into pro golf, which is so frustrating. Cause it's like, we've got like, like the talent, the depth of talent in professional golf right now is unbelievable. The opportunity to like this, the stories that they can tell is like almost limitless. And like, we see none of that. You know what we do see? We see like 1100 Hyundai commercials um you know yeah for broadcast. Yeah. like that's what we see and that's it's like damn there's there's gotta be a way there's gotta be a way that we can we can do better i mean um i, I don't it, i don't know what it is the advertise the advertisers are paying this huge money okay let's find another avenue <laughs> to where we can we can you know put this broadcast out and not taint stain it with you know playing through every 30 seconds and there's, there's got to be a way. I, the Golf Channel runs, you know, they had uh, the last hour of uh, the Terminator Champions or whatever it's called now, uh, Century, yeah. commercial free. And it was like, you can do it. It can be done. 
you know? So yep. instead of getting an advertiser to pay NBC for that last hour, get somebody else to pay NBC that last hour. There, there's ways around it. It's, it's just easy money for them right now, I think. Yeah. So I'm watching, um, I'm watching the chat on IG and uh, Cousin Clubs chimed in. He said, loyalties to corporations are one-way streets. No point. Catch me watching Shell's wonderful world of golf. I mean, and I can't agree more. I'd rather watch Jack That's and so Steed or whoever out at Pine, Rustic Pine Valley, you know, like mm -hmm. other than Pavon winning, winning some shit, you know, because it's that's the essence of the game. It was so much cooler just to see the people standing around the green and they're not concerned about a ball hitting them, you know, <laughs> and it's and the greens out. are slow as fuck <laughs> and they put the fucking little loft on that at the end of the putt, you know, pop you know, put the pop on it, you know, yeah. it was so much better, man. Yeah. It's, um, it's just different. It's yeah. It's, it's gotten incredibly corporate, um, which is, a, is really, again, I'll go back to say it's frustrating because of the potential that that's there. Like I would say like, as we moved into like the late eighties, early nineties, golf got very homogenous, very boring. I don't know if you could like, pick a specific player out of a lineup um and then you know tiger bursts on the scene he makes golf more athletic um gets different a, a different generation a different group of kids interested in the game that likely wouldn't have been interested otherwise like there's no way brooks kepka is not playing professional baseball if tiger woods isn't on the scene dustin johnson is doing something different like yeah. and then that just That's cascades cool. into the current crop of, of players and, and, you know, like Finau and he's a little older, but like, you know, it, it's, it's gotten so interesting. It's gotten so diverse. There's, there's so many awesome storylines um, that we just don't hear. We don't, they aren't broadcast. They aren't, um, those stories aren't told outside of, well, you know what? It's, no, they are told. It's like, they're told on these alternative media platforms like Instagram and like scratch and, mm -hmm. um, you know, all these other things like those, those, uh, guys are doing a phenomenal job. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's CBS and NBC and, and all those dickheads that aren't, you know, that are, are just showing us some Rolex and Mercedes commercials. Like I'm, you know, like yeah, I'm even be remotely interested in that yeah i think they did a good job with kisner coming on i think that oh, was yeah. a positive was a positive for them i think they need to continue those type of situations i think the the ball rollback is going to probably be a situation that they're gonna have to deal with in the long run too yeah. I, it's just like there's so many things affecting the pro golf world that's just so fucked you know like how can it ever come together again because Three, four years ago, we were all living in harmony, you know, and now we're just like, we're fractions. We're, we're, we're this graffiti crew, we're this hip hop crew, whatever, however you want to determine it. But like, we're all separate. And I think golf is at its best when everybody comes together and actually has the same goal in mind. And we're not there currently. It was interesting listening to Rom talk today as, as at the, presser with him and uh they somebody asked him it, it, the questions i i was mad I, I wanted to ask a question and and the guy from the cw got in front of me and i'm so upset that you ask. didn't ask a question i was i was watching to. the entire time 
<laughs> I was, I was literally on Instagram at work. I was like, I got to send this email, but like Matt's going to ask a question uh, at any point. I was getting ready to question. And, and then the, oh, the CW so guy got in front of me and then the lady wasn't looking at me. And I, you had John Rom right in front of you. Oh, I know. And he's a big man. You should be a big just, man. Hey, I'm chasing daylight podcast. <laughs> Matt Wang and yacht. Well, Grab the mic. The, and Terrell Hatton so is, is a little man, <laughs> you <laughs> know, compared to John Rom and the other kid that they got that they were saying that he hits the ball further than anybody. He's like my size. And I'm like, damn dude but anyway listening to rom talk they were some of the saying the questions are are just awful but uh they asked him you know are you know tory pines yeah do hey hey vape boy could you mute your mic when you do that please Good Lord. thought i muted thought i muted sorry i fall it's like some wind or something i tried to mute it i i thought i hit mute sorry uh, I'm so they, he it. asked him you know American Express, uh, Tory Pines, now Waste Management. These are three big events that you're missing. You know, how does it feel? And he, he said, you know, driving past uh, uh, TBC Scottsdale, it, you know, as close to his house, that it's, he says, it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, he says, hopefully, you know, one day I can be back in those events. So I definitely think that their goal is to get everybody playing in, in the events together. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, it's the, the only way, like, if you think about it from a commercial value standpoint, it's the only way that you're going to even recoup any of the money that any, that people are spending right now in golf is to have everyone playing together. So I think you like, a, as a function of corporate greed, like that in and of itself will force everyone back together in some way. Um, just because like, it's not as valuable the the eyeballs are not as valuable if they're being split between two screens. It's just like, that's just economics. So eventually, and I think it's going to be sooner than later, I would not be surprised if in 2025, everyone's playing on the same courses um, because it's just, uh, you're, you're, you're split, you're, you're cannibalizing sales essentially by having everyone split up and making me choose whether I want to watch this or that um, or like, it, or, or how I, it's, it's easy to flip back and forth, but just like, what, what am I really going to be invested in, you know, as, as a, as a viewer? And it's like, well, you know, I, I'm familiar with what's happening at AT&T. There's a potential really cool storyline coming up with Wyndham Clark versus Ludwig. And like, that could be pretty interesting. Got both those guys bomb it and, you know, putters are hot. Like, let's see what happens, you know, and obviously it gets rained out. So Liv gets to shine on Sunday. Um, and that ended up yeah. being, that ended up being really like interesting, you know, made for TV drama. Um, and that worked out well until for the playoff. What's crazy is yeah. the, I don't yeah, know if I you guys saw that. the numbers, like the viewership numbers. Did you guys see that post where it was mm -hmm. just like, it was like 432,000, uh, for live and like with a Saturday end, it was like 1.5 million for PGA. Like how did they even compete? Well, they can't a because I don't know what channel CW's on. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> right, uh, it's one of the lower ones. That's, that's one strike. Uh, it might be thirty-two. Somewhere. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then B an is just like what I, I do think that like context is really important when it comes to these things. Like the AT and T yes. Pebble Beach program has been played for 
decades. Like there's a yeah. ton of history. It's always meant something. It's been a special place. Pebble Beach is obviously a very special golf course. Um, and then this year they actually did a really good job of, of, you know, like ditching the celebrities in the weekend. So it doesn't feel like a novelty yeah. kind of, you know, dumb thing. It feels like a real tournament. And then you had some yeah. actually like real good golf being played. Um, it had the potential of being a phenomenal finish. Unfortunately, totally. mother nature had other yeah. plans, but like they did some good work to make that in, like, you know, to elevate they that event. Tough. They grew the rough and, Definitely. and they, yeah. you know, what Wyndham did was crazy. crazy I mean, yeah, ball, I mean, it's a ball in hand 60, but still like, yeah. I mean, he had a shot at a 57 and, um, and it's like those conditions were gnarly. Um, yeah. but it's like that even, even if the golf is like, so, so it's like, well, it's still Pebble beach. There's still, there's still like history, like a lot of history, a lot of this, history. This still makes get to see dogs walking on the beach. They need to move yeah. that though. They got to get that the out date. of date. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, 100%. it's, it's a heightened event now and you can't let something like wind and rain destroy around at Pebble, especially when it's, you know, like you said, it was Ludwig and, and, and Wyndham going after it. You know, those two guys were clearly playing the best. I mean, granted anybody could have, could have came from behind on Sunday, but that being a, a vaulted event, being at Pebble Beach, it needs to be like in June or Prime July. Time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would have been a give sick it the battle. Best. Oh, I sick know. It. Battle. I know. And we'll and never we know. Like, I think that's like the seventh or eighth time, though, that like rain has shortened or like weather has shortened that tournament. So I think, yeah, at a certain point, you just have to be like, I, gotta, I know it's part of the West yeah. Coast swing. And obviously, it makes sense just from like a logistic standpoint to have it around sure. that time. But it's just like, yeah, but it's Pebble. Fuck it. Right. We're yeah. going to watch. People are going to watch no matter it when. It doesn't matter what, yeah, sure. what time. Yeah. You, if you get Pebble and all, and most of the top players, like, yeah, people are going to tune in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I thought it was wild that the, that Liv chose this week. I, I know the Super Bowl's in Vegas this week, and there's a lot of eyes in town. And It's a fucking mess. Dude, it's, it's crazy. I was, I was driving on Paradise today, and it was like, I felt like I was in a go-kart. <laughs> there is so much shit going on. And it, it is, it is, and I got to go to Planet Hollywood work. tomorrow. I was leaving work Ugh. literally earlier and Henderson police were like, you cannot fucking move because the buses are coming. Like mm -hmm. literally 49ers or whoever they were, whatever football team came through, it could have been the live team. I don't know. Whoever it was. <laughs> Fucking Henderson police was like, don't Dustin Johnson move party your bus. vehicle right now. They're coming through. So it's, it's a fucking shit show. Shit show. And <laughs> Vegas is already I, a shit show. I was so shocked why they, they, they chose Madhouse, man. <laughs> There's too many fucking people here. Leave. I said, I said when they, when they said this week, I said, Leave. the guys could probably play in their shorts or they're going to be bundled up. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. It's winter because, and now we got this rainstorm coming through. The course is going to be super, super soft. I was out walking it today. There's no rough. I mean, there is some in some areas, and I just walked on I one hole. So that that rough. I was stunned, stunned. It is going to be primo scoring conditions. The, there's not a a lot of undulation in the LVCC greens. There's some, there's some good greens. They're probably some of the best greens in town, but, uh. Yeah, it is. It is going to be a a scoring fest. And watch that yeah. means that two hundred is going to win. <laughs> no, but the, but the thing is too, though, like there, there'd be a scoring fest on any course here in Vegas. 
You know, there's not a real like a whole lot of difficult courses that uh, they would. Well, that the, they would the struggle new with. so high. I think they could struggle with Cascada a little bit, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> you saw what they did at yeah, walking it. <laughs> uh the uh, the comments that they they had in the in the presser day were, um, you know, the altitude. That's something that they have mm-hmm. to get used to, and. It's great. Me being from here and going other places to play golf, altitude is r- never in my head, except for like when we go to sea level, because then it's like, what the hell <laughs> is wrong with me? <laughs> that, yeah. you know, I remember the first time I played Tori with, with my buddy Andrew, I, I, we played the North Course first and, and I strike my drive. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what are you happy about? I'm like, pipe that down the middle. He's like 200 yards. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, 200 yards. Yeah, we get out there. Yeah, it was 200 yards. Just, it's crazy. So they were really concerned with, you know, the, the how far the ball is going to go, plus the wet conditions, plus the cold weather um, at elevation. And, you know, some of these guys don't even need to bring driver. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a long golf course. Um, so I, I shared some pictures here a little earlier, but this is the, uh, what is the ninth green that is now the 18th green. Okay. And this is a pretty big complex they have built around it. It doesn't look huge, but when you're standing there, it's 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 pretty a of, big. A lot of money exchanged there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you can see the back of it behind the putting green there. But uh, it is dressed up. I mean, it is dressed up to the nines. Uh, I, we had to park for the media. We had to park over at the Westgate. And they had like stickers, round stickers that said live this way. And the whole path from the parking lot through the casino across the street, they had these pads of you to walk on. So you knew where you were going. I mean, just the aesthetics of putting that crap down and then all the, I mean, there is, they have a full like gym, uh, uh, hitting bays, gymnasium, a whole workout room over on the, the 19th hole. That- You're spoiling them for sure. Oh, it is, it is, I was surprised. There's a huge, like, uh, store. They they erected a huge store right outside the tennis center. Did you buy anything? No, it's not open yet, Joe. Oh, sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't open. There's, Who's there's your team, a, Matt? There's Who's a lot team? going on. Yeah, who I, are you rooting I, for? I don't even know a team Freaks. name. I would have to, I would have to look at this to, to see the team names. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not. I don't get the team. And you know what? The vibe walking around there today and chatting with people and seeing some of the players. I don't feel the team. I don't feel the team thing. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. He's a convert. Um, (laughs) The the, the team thing is like, like Tyler said, I will be repping my live bag though. Did you Tyler, did you go to the one at pumpkin Ridge at all? Did you go swing by there? No. No, I was, I, I wanted to, um, just to see what it was about, but, um, I had, I had like a work conflict or something, but, um, yeah, yeah, I would have gone. I, like I said, I'm not like, I'm not, I think it's d- boring. I think it's dumb. I don't like the, the TV, actual the TV product, product is terrible. It's bad. So bad. Terrible. And so, that's one of the reasons I wanted to go see here. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, I love golf. I love good golf. I love seeing the best players. It sucks that Vegas has our event in October. It's in the fall series. It's not part of the, the FedEx Cup. It's now the carryover or what, whatever the hell it is. So we never get any of the high-profile players. 
Yeah. We thought when they injected the FedEx money into it that we were going to get more. And, you know, we'll get a Ricky Fowler here. We'll get a Brooks Kepka there. We'll get a Phil Mickelson here. It, it wasn't, it, it was never a, a, a big selection of the top elite players, which is crazy because October in Vegas is absolutely amazing yeah. time to play golf out here. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be cool to see, you know, these guys that on one course that I haven't seen, you know, out here. Yeah. And, and a course that I've played a bunch. Of course we uh, played. To, to see, you know, what they're going to do to that course. <laughs> do they make any... I, I if, mean, go ahead, go ahead. Go what's ahead. that? No, go down. I was going to say, do they make any changes to the driving range? Do they do they took that? down, they took down the awning and they erected a, a, like a two level stage thing that you could stand up on two levels and watch. Uh, but no, it's it's still short. Okay, so they're not shipping people to national. No, 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 no. There's okay. no buses to national. Oh, that's what no. we had heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, there. Uh, Bryson will be plunking the apartments on the other side of DI. <laughs> no no problem. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, for you, Tyler. Uh, Las Vegas Country Club is like situated in the heart of the city, and it's like the old, old Vegas school. area. Like, oh, it's, okay, it, yeah. It's Dean Martin. It's Frank yeah. Sinatra. It's Sammy Davis. It's flat it's a really fun golf course it's got a lot of history and a lot of character but, but it's, it's got a flat, 220 no yard relevant. range yeah the, the range is <laughs> the bryson yeah. hit a nine iron it, got it yeah totally mm -hmm. and he'll put yeah. it into some fucking car and car's windshield on di for sure so <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have to tell them, uh, don't, don't hit driver. Go in well, the what we, heard, what we had heard was that they're going to ship uh, the players down to Las Vegas National, which is probably like two and a half, three miles away, maybe. Go hit on oh, their range, which probably wasn't even long enough anyway. No, that's um, no, they'd not probably, much longer. They'd probably just have to take one of the par fives and uh, yeah. just have them, have them hit balls off the tee box. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're just they're gonna borrow balls from uh, Top Golf. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, they got the limited flight balls there. <laughs> the limited so, flight yeah, balls. Yeah, there is hey, a 19th know. hole at uh at Las Vegas Country Club though. I I would love it's to see this up. tournament come down to like, hey, there's a tie. Let's get on the 19th hole because Michael Jordan has won some money there. I know so. Yeah, no, what they'll do is they'll continue to play the short par five over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's this like, place is I, the comments the comments on social were hilarious. Hey, move them up a box. Hey, back them up a box. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have them start from the fairway and they have to hit seven iron. You know, just <laughs> change it up a little bit. Good lord. They were the exact same three shots all three times. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. gonna be interesting. Tyler, have you ever been to Vegas to play some golf? I haven't been, I, so I go to Vegas, um, probably four, four or five times a year for work. Um, cause all the trade shows are down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't played any golf, so, um, I'm going to be there in, uh, I'll be down. So the auto show is, um, in October, Halloween. So, um, I, we go to that every year and, um, so this time I'm, I'm going to make sure I book some either time on the front end or the back end to try to play some golf just because like it's like oh, it's silly so that i come down october. here in october when yeah. it's like nice and i don't ever like play yeah. golf bring I your, probably... just bring your sticks yeah we'll figure them out yeah so i'm gonna i'm planning on doing that probably probably on the uh tail end of work i'll i'll do the show and stuff um and then i'll i'll yeah i'll have my sticks and stay a few days and 
try not to lose all my money at the blackjack tables. You know, <laughs> just yeah, just don't gamble. You're probably not right. gonna win anyway. I, I, I'm pretty good at blackjack. I'm I'm up like no. I'm up like four thousand dollars lifetime on the oh, blackjack shit. tables over the last five years. I keep an Excel spreadsheet. Um, I'm, I'm good <laughs> at blackjack. I can't. Do, a, I'm bad at everything else. That's a couple sets of Edels. Uh, just right about, there, yeah, right? just about. <laughs> Dude, I blackjack is what ended me gambling. I I love blackjack. We used to back in the day. That's how I age myself. Uh, we go play dollar blackjack at the Longhorn and drink all night. You know, you put 20 bucks on the table, you get 20 chips and, and you oh, could dude, play for yeah. hours, hours. You're, if you're patient, that's like two days, and, man. And just yeah. get hammered yeah. um, and then go eat 99 cents. All you can eat pancakes. Um, those, were, those were the old days. Those were the old days. There's some really good old days. Oh, yeah. Just make the, yeah, steak and eggs for like $1.99. Boom. <laughs> But we were at we were that's at the Vegas uh, I moved here for. <laughs> we were at and Sam's Town, and it's gone. You ruined it. <laughs> we, we were at Sam's Town uh, playing blackjack all night, and I had to go to work. And I'm like, "Fuck, I haven't been asleep. Got to go to work." Um, I had uh, five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars, I think, in my hand, and I had four uh, black chips. And uh, so I'm leaving. I'm like, "Screw it, let's do it." So I walked over the table. Hundred bucks, lost a hand. 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 <laughs> And I went, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> that was that was the extent of my uh my gambling career at the at the tables. Yeah. So, all right, I want to get into tinkering. Okay. Um there we go. Because you two self, guys go for it. Uh, Mayor Tinkertown here. Uh it's like the gladiators. <laughs> you said we I haven't think, had a live I, debate. We haven't had it, a live debate. It's so. probably a vote for the governorship. I, I I don't know if you saw that one, but there's oh, a governorship. Yeah. Well, I told I told Ryan uh, yeah, that I, I think Ryan's his got, level of tinkering. Ryan's got is, that locked up. There's no yeah. yeah, we don't have a prayer. Yeah, no, no. So what what got you into doing your own clubs? Um, I'm cheap. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, I've always, um, I just like different. I like trying different things. I, I, um, I'm not good at admitting that I might be the problem. So I just, I pass that blame on to the equipment. So like, well, if I get a new set of irons, surely, surely that's what's stopping me from, you know, compressing the ball. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you're doing that, it's like, man, do I really want to go to golf galaxy and have them very poorly put um you know yeah. a set of clubs together for yeah. me um and charge me 120 dollars. it's like well no all right how hard could it be um and so i i like just looked up some stuff on youtube and that's kind of how i taught myself how to do most things um that i don't know how to do and um i'm like yeah man it's really just glue it's just glue and heat and a little sandpaper <laughs> and some acetone if you want to get fancy and I was like, well, I can't fuck that up too bad. Um, so I, I just, uh, I, I just did it one time and I was like, Hey, that was easy enough. And so now it's like, it, I, that opened the floodgate of excuses for me to be like, well, I can just do my own clubs. I'm saving so much money. So that, <laughs> that means that I can absolutely buy that another, another set of irons because I've saved so much money on the clubs doing this on myself. Yeah. I'm like, it's free, it's free real estate. So spiral spiral. Yeah, so. Ryan gave Ryan gave me a, a shaft extractor that was uh, they probably used it in the 1800s. It was it was old. I mean, Just, technology hasn't really advanced too too much no, with, the, with um, shaft extractors. But I I 
I fell in love with like just the tinkering side of it, just, you know, pulling stuff apart and cleaning it up and putting it back together and changing shafts and, and, um, but it was COVID for, for me because, uh, there was no place to go get your grips changed out. There was, or if there was, you had to wait outside for there to be only 10 people in the building and then you had to go in and drop them off and they'll send, you know, we'll send you smoke signals in a couple of weeks when you can <laughs> come back. Um, and I was like the hell with that. So I just started ordering stuff online to start building and uh, it's kind of taken off from there. But, uh, we, we kind of do the same, a lot of tinkering. You're, you, you change stuff all the time. I'm changing stuff all the time. Um, is, is your reasoning for that just to tinker or, or do you have something behind it? Like, are you searching for something with it? Um, no, I mean, outside of the putter, uh, no, not really. It's more just like, I want to, I want to enjoy every aspect of the, of playing golf when I'm out there. And a big part of that for me is the equipment. And so like, sometimes I just really want to play like a set of Nike blades or like, I really want to do X, Y, Z. Um, you know, I want to play this, I want to play my, uh, super quad TP, uh, you know, tailor-made driver from when I was a teenager and that was like the, the height, that was the most expensive driver you could buy. And I wanted it, but I couldn't afford it. Cause I worked at a fucking go-kart track making <laughs> 725 an hour. And like, I couldn't spend $600 on a driver in 2006. So, um, it's like being able to relive those glory days now that I have disposable income. Um, cause I'm not 16. Um, that's part of it. So there's like this enjoyment aspect of it. It's like, well, Hey, I, if I'm out there and I'm playing, like I want to, I want to enjoy every aspect of it. Equipment for me, it's really important. I, I take such joy in that aspect. Um, from a performance standpoint, it's, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a pro prolifically bad putter. Um, and my short game is, is not too far behind. Um, so for specifically putting, I'm just like constantly searching for anything. Um, and so I, I, I mess around with that a lot, but I do think, I do think I may have found it, uh, with this malt bee putter. Oh my God. I just, I've never been more comfortable over a putter for like, as long as your stroke been... looks really good with it too, dude. I like today I went and played nine holes. Just, I was like, I had an, I had like 90 ish minutes between stuff. So I was like, I can get out and play nine holes in 90 minutes just because it's weather's kind of shitty and no one's out. Um, and so I like, I, I rolled in, I mean, I went full Wyndham Clark, man. I probably in nine holes, I probably rolled in like 60 feet of putts. Um, mm. And just like, I feel it, I'm hitting the center of the, hitting the center of the face, which is <laughs> just embarrassingly a problem for me with a putter. Um <laughs> And the, like the tempo is great. Everything just feels good. Ball starting online. My speed control is unbelievable, uh, you know, relative to how bad I usually am. And, um, I just like, I, I'm like, I've never, I've literally in my life never felt more comfortable with a putter in my hand. And I've been playing for 17 years and I've probably tried 1700 putters. Not really, but it feels like that. Um, and so I'm going to try to really stick with this putter just because it feels so good. Um, and, um, I've, I've really also, I've made score more of an important, uh, something I'm, I'm very, I care a lot about cause I want to try to play more tournament golf. So I've actually gone away a little bit from switching equipment out and trying to be more consistent, um, so that I can try to score better 
Um, but you know, every once in a while, if I'm like going out and playing like nine holes, I'll just grab like my persimmon woods from Todd Dempsey and like the blade. I need a Todd man so bad. I want a Todd Dempsey so bad. Yeah, dude. He's, he's the best. He's so, he's such a cool guy too. It's like, yeah, the clubs are, they're rad obviously, but like, he's just the most cool, like laid back Florida surfer guy. Yeah. Um, You know, loves his family, loves golf, hates the USGA. Um, just, (laughs) just a real dude's dude, you know? Um, Yeah. Todd seems real cool. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'll grab those and I'll grab like the butter knifiest blades I can get. Um, and like a a wedge. And, um, like I have this, uh, putter from like the early 1900s that I'll (laughs) bring out. Uh, that's, that's that like, you know, high lofted poppy thing that you do. And yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and that's like, I have just as much fun doing that stuff every once in a while. I used to do it a lot more. I don't do it as much anymore. Are those, are those carefree rounds for you where you're not worried about score? You're just going out and having fun. Oh yeah. I'm just like trying anything and everything playing three balls. Like I don't, I don't pick up a scorecard. I just don't care. Um, and I make it like a point to say, I don't, I don't want to think about score. I'm not even going to like try to remember what I made on what hole. It's like, I want to try this shot. I want to, I don't want to think about, you know, statistics or uh, high probability or smart golf. I just want to hit the ball and see where it goes. And, you know, yeah, I'm curious about that. Right. Like, so you, you are, you're, you're a grinder, like obviously with your Instagram, like you grind, you practice a ton, uh, mid am podcast, go follow that. Listen. Um, but you, you are a grinder. So how often are you just going out to just like, fuck around you know like like you said you know it's not often whatever clubs it's 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 not as often as i should um i I think that like i think that for me i have a tendency to get so hyper fixated on a goal which is you know like my goal last year was to um to be able to qualify for the organ am i you know like i i I kind of shot myself in the foot. I, I got so hyper fixated on that and it became so not fun. Um, it became more of like an obligation. Like, dude, I just, I got to practice cause I, I really want to do this. I want to get this done. Um, and it became more of a exercise of checking boxes than actually enjoying the, the process um, that I didn't even get my handicap low enough to be able to enter the qualifier. Um, and so this year I've kind of taken a step back and said, Hey, like, Hey, let's try to, set a more reasonable goal understanding that I haven't played like competitive golf in almost two decades. Um, but then also like, I want to make sure I enjoy the process the entire way. So like I now try to go out at least a couple times a month and say like, Hey, you know what today? Like I'm not, I'm not even going to bring like my modern driver. Like maybe I'll bring my mini driver just to feel comfortable. But like for the most part, I'm just going to play whatever. And I'm like trying to force myself to do that a couple times a month just to like reset, take all the expectations out of it and just go out and like hit the ball and just like be athletic and, and just have fun, you know, and, and not really think about positions or think about, you know, am I, <laughs> am I getting shallow or am I compressing the ball or, you know, am, am I sticking to my exact putting routine that I've been trying to grind on? Like, well, I can, I can worry about that tomorrow, but today I just want to like try to hold this putt or today I want to try to hit this like punch four iron that I have no business really trying to do, but 
yeah. whatever. If I lose the ball, I lose the ball. I've got like six more in my bag. I think that's like super healthy. Like there's a lot of people get so ingrained into just grinding, you know? And like, to me, um, when I broke par for the first time, it became about breaking par. Yeah. And since then I've become a sole golfer, which we've obviously mentioned on the podcast before, but now I, it's, it's transformed into that aspect where I really don't care, man. What I shoot is what I shoot. It's unless money's it's, on the line, unless money's on the line. And then I'm trying to, I'm just trying to beat Matt most of the time. Like <laughs> as long as I beat Matt, I'm cool. Uh, if I lose to Dan or Jeremy or you, like I'm fine. But as long as I beat Matt, it's it's okay. He um, didn't beat me this last weekend. <laughs> just for the record. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is like it it kind of it kind of stuck with me to where it was like I don't want to feel this way. Like if I don't do something to my expectations, to feel bad after. You know, I just want I just want to enjoy the game the way that. I want it. I want it to be. I want to enjoy my time because I don't get to do it all the time. I want to enjoy my time with my friends. So I think it's super healthy. Like you can grind as much as you want, but I think it's like super respectful that you you try and do that like once a month or whatever the case may be. But because golf is supposed to be fun and it's not supposed to be a grind all the time. And uh, so I, I appreciate I appreciate that because it's not all. Uh, socks and roses no it's de- and it's detrimental like if you're socks and roses, socks and roses. what the f- what? Sorry. how quickly Sorry. can we get that on a t-shirt i just want yeah. to know. <laughs> roses, i think man. that's got i think that's got legs dude I'm, socks yeah. and roses sometimes i just throw things out and i don't they I don't stick hate sometimes, it, sometimes i don't know what don't. it means but i feel like i do you know not yeah. many people see do. there you go that's that whole golfer in you bro so here, here's the, the spiral I went down, right? So you, <laughs> Tyler, you posted a video about the, the left hand in the grip. Um, I don't remember who yeah. the part train, do you remember that video? Yeah. Part train. Right. Yeah. So, um, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So I went out, you know, and I'm standing with my hand neutral and I'm looking, I'm like, holy crap, I am not holding this as well as I thought I could be, right? And I've been playing mid-size grips. Um, I don't have huge hands, but I've been playing mid-size grips because they felt great. And so watching that video and watching where my hands were on that club with the mid-size grips, I went, holy shit, I am not playing the right grip. So I go out and take my my new level irons that I have, take the grips off. Um, Guilty Golf is what was on there, Portland company. Uh, Cool. And... I put on uh, some uh, pure grips that I have that I've had forever, put them on. And I'm like, oh my God, this feels so much better. It feels so much better. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm working on this new grip and new swing. Everything's feeling really good. And then my buddy Connor, uh, he's been helping me with a couple swing things. He's like, how long are those clubs? And I'm like, they're standard length. And he goes, dude, no. How tall are you? And I said, I'm 5'8". And he goes, I'm six one and i play standard what what are you doing playing standard he goes that's that club is too long for you i can see it in the videos and i'm like all right so i go out and uh i was swinging the adele iron right i had uh i had air uh, blown on grips on those so i put some some standard grips on them 
So I go out and I measure it and I, I never measured those clubs when I got them. They showed up. I was so excited, excited that I won them. I threw them on the swing weight scale to check what the swing weight was. I'm like, I can game these. Let's go. Yet yeah, those were uh, a quarter yeah. inch over standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're graphite shafts are a little lighter. So I, I, to get the swing weight to be what it's supposed to be, you're, yeah. you're, should, you should go a little, little longer. I will say not to put, like, I don't want to like contribute to a, another spiral. But um, I'm I'm a staunch <laughs> believer. Uh, <laughs> I'm a staunch believer that most fitting systems uh, put put people in clubs that are too short. So uh, so me I'm five foot I'm five, I'm five foot nine right I'm very average height, um, and uh, five foot ten with shoes on, um, which is basically six foot, um, and. Uh, and I have sh- kind of shortish arms, not like super short, but they're not, they're not as, uh, my wingspan is not my height. It's a little bit shorter. I have to play um, half inch over standard um, for, for two, re- for, for two, well, one biometrically, like that's to get into like a, a, a posture that is going to prevent injury and allow me to uh, put the f- correct forces into the club. Um, I need, I need a little bit longer clubs, but also one of the things that I see a lot of people do, and I used to do this too, is that they grip the club in a way, sorry, I have a grip remover here just for, um, but anyway, they grip a club where the butt of the club is into their palm right here. And so when you see people's gloves, they have this, they have a hole right here. You shouldn't ever have a hole there. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. So realistically you should like take, look at Anthony Kim. The way he gripped the club is actually how mo- a lot more people should be gripping a golf club because nice gap. Yeah. Like a little Choking bit, down. a little bit at the end here, because if you're thinking about the leverage that you can put on this club, if you have the butt of the club in here, you've lost almost all of the leverage in the strongest part of your grip, which is not your pinky. It's, it's these fingers right here. So if you have the grip here where all of the force, like the angular force of the, the shaft <laughs> Jeremy's on, club. on here is in, in it's, it's, it's reliant on your pinky to be able to hold it there. You're, you're robbing yourself of the ability to swing faster. If you, I mean, literally even half an inch. And that's really the only reason I play half inch over so that I can choke down half an inch and play standard yeah. clubs. Um, is so that the strongest part of my grip has full leverage over the shaft so that I can put as much torque on it as I want. And it's not, I'm not reliant on the weakest part of my hand to keep everything structurally sound. So I, I understand your, your, your friend telling you who's tall saying like, I play standard clubs. Well, I would argue he's playing clubs that are way too short for him. Probably. Um, you're playing clubs that may or may not be too long for you. I would venture to guess they probably aren't, but even if they are, grip down. It's not going to hurt like that. It's only going to help you to grip down a little bit and get. Oh, I, I went way beyond gripping down. Okay. Well, here's the <laughs> so, thing. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I, 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 I when people are like, oh, I'm playing clubs that are too, too long for me, it's like, you're probably not. You're probably not playing clubs that are too long for you. So I, I cut them down 
with the lighter the the lighter grips change the swing weight dramatically and then i cut them down it changed it even more so then i measured them to the length that i have them at now uh with the weights that are in them sent all that information to adele and said what weights do i need to get these to d3 oh that's cool so they they sent me the configurations for each iron and i ordered them that's and dope. so i got them in and i played with them this last weekend with the lengths that i believe are the right ones for me because it's it feels so much better hey, that's with the right swing weights, battle. with the right grip, and my irons were money. Love so, that. Yeah, and but that's that's the level. I I don't just you know take it a little bit at a time. I go all in. <laughs> I jump all in. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and uh, but I'm the sa- I'm the same way with putters too. And and I have I have a, a history of I, I will roll. I'll have a putter. I'll roll it for two weeks, three weeks, and I'm rolling it great. I'll go have a round that is awful. It's gone. Next putter. <laughs> yeah. I'll roll that one until I have a bad week. It's gone. Next putter. And but I, I'm I'm happy to announce the Olsen long neck has not left the bag. Oh. I have had two bad rounds with it. At some point. No, it's I've, had leave. Two, I've had two bad rounds with it and I kept it in. Then I've had back to back 30 putt rounds. So Whoa. I've had the same putter for about two years. So. That's impressive. I wish I was that committed to anything. <laughs> That's my thing. Is like, it's like, if, if you continue to change, can you get better? We don't know. That's the question we can't answer, dude. That's the thing. <laughs> no one knows. Okay. So I will you let can't you know say one that day. we can't get better because you don't know either. So That's true. That's true. On you. And see, that's the thing that I, I challenge with want Joe. Matt to say. I just want Matt to say, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. No, I know what's going on. But he finds on. it out all the time. I know what's going on. That putter didn't. But you figure it out all the time. No, I figure out little pieces to the puzzle that has no end. Dan, Dan what's your thoughts on switching equipment stuff? Oh, Dan doesn't switch. I mean, I do. I know. I know he doesn't. But I'm. I'm talking like the overall broad topic. Um. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're going to switch and stuff, I mean, I think there could be advantages to that because you could actually, you know, finally find yourself into something that you like. But if you're Sorry, doing it 20, 20, 25, 30 times, you know, a year switching <laughs> shit out, it's like, bro. You've tried everything, so why don't you just pick something and go with it? But uh, or yeah. or try something else. Maybe <laughs> okay. he's thirty-one. I guess he's thirty-one. You know, maybe. thirty-one. Maybe, but yeah, I'm. I've had the same clubs for the last ten years. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know, the only thing I really change is drivers every once in a while, and I'm just kind of going through different little putter change right now. But yeah, for me, I'm just once i find something that i like and it sets up great in my eyes i'm it's i'm not changing until it's the 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 center of the club is worn out yeah i I think there's a full-on like like put in your ballot for governor of tinkertown because there's a lot out there so and i think you guys are two really good candidates yeah i I don't different agendas too I, I will say I, I would probably have to recuse myself from the race, uh, to be honest, just because like, <laughs> just because like I, I, I have 
really force myself to like not mess too much with stuff uh, as a as a function of just like trying to be as consistent as possible because like I want to try to play tournament golf. Um, but uh, yeah, I I would say probably two years ago I definitely had a I I had a case I could have written speeches. <laughs> I my can't like my campaign manager would have it would have been the easiest job in the world. But um, yeah, today maybe not so much. Yeah, so here, here's what else I did this last round. So my, I've got the NLU, the the driving iron from New Level, right? And I had the uh, sorry hazardous quick, quick tangent. That is, I think, probably one of the best driving irons in golf right now, outside it's of the really Strixon. In my opinion, I I bought one. I've hit it. I'm like, there's not one that sounds better or looks better at a dress, but it's so really good. good, so good. So uh, I had a. Uh, 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 hazardous red smoke uh, hybrid shaft in it and um, it it was too light I, I just couldn't get the swing rate right I had a ton of lead tape on it and I just couldn't get it right and so our buddy Roden uh, who's one of the fitters for new level I sent him a message and I'm like hey so the four iron from this Adele set I'm not gonna game uh, the iron shaft is the same iron shaft that I'm playing in all the other ones it's the recoil dart I go any issues with putting that in that? I play it as a four iron and he's like, no, nah, give it a shot. I said, all right, cool. Pulled that shaft, put it in. Then I was like, well, you know what? The hybrid was wrong too. It was off on swing weight as well. And I got a bunch of lead tape on it. So uh, Trey was over here and had some stuff built and left me um, a hazardous red smoke uh, fairway wood. And I'm like, hmm, hybrid and my five wood, uh, same loft. So, all right, let's do that. So I check it, boom, ideal swing weight. Okay, pull the hybrid, put the five wood back in and hit both of those, the UDI with the, the recoil dart in it, killed it. Just every shot I hit with that was just money out at Paiute and uh, the five wood was just wow. So, I mean, sometimes it takes tinkering to find something that works. But the problem is I'm going to go out next round, it'll suck and then I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe maybe all right history denied the oilers lost at the t-mobile arena tonight so they do not tie pittsburgh with 17 okay, straight BGK wins. all day let's go yes all right so uh a couple uh bits of uh office work we got to do here i want to give a congratulations to this gentleman right here mr yeah, Matt new baby new baby BM him and his wife have a newborn. Uh, Matt will be back next week doing uh, our forecast for us uh, for the weekend. And um, he's also back in the VGN. So good Welcome on back, him. Uh, other VGN news. Congrats to Doug Schrader sitting here with uh, the Butchie. legend Butchie. Butch. Uh, he won the SNGA net flight for the Tournament of Champions. Uh, he's also our... Uh, Spades Flight Player of the Year. So congrats to him. Uh, real quick, want to show, this is what Paiute looked like. I mean, yeah, whew, it is in your You got to come out and play Paiute with us. Let's yeah, do dude, it. This, Book me. This Best facility in town. Just amazing. tell me date and time I'll be there. <laughs> oh, especially Ooh. if you come out here in October. Yeah, Ooh. that's, yeah. Ooh. Halloween. Yeah. I'm here on Halloween yeah. night for in Vegas. Yeah. So let's go. We'll go right. sometime after that. Uh, and then I stumbled across this. Raise your hand if you wore those ever. Mm. I have a pair of no, those no, children's no. ones in my. No, those are still. the senseis. Those are better. Have, what, what, are those? Trunk, 
What are they? What, what is that? Those are trues. Oh my trues. God. I didn't know they That's made one of the original trues. Was it like their <laughs> yep. first mm. prototype? No, that was one of their first. That Ryan Moore actually wore. Oh, that I saw those it. in the Sandlot, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Benny the Jet. I'm pretty yeah, sure he yeah. wore those. Uh, Benny the Jet. I mean, yeah. they've come a long way. Congratulations, True. You've come a long way. Dan was sharing some photos of the new stuff with us on our group chat. And, I'm man. excited about the spiked man. I got to tell you, like, oof, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be big on the spiked shoes. I'm hoping that my oh, especially for you up there, the wet conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I posted a, I posted a reel today, and uh, all the comments are like, "Jesus, dude, did you put the mic squeaky on your shoes? Because <laughs> it's so squeaky." And I was like, "No, man. I'm like, I do think though that like the spikeless might have a little bit to do with that." So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the spike. My problem with the true spikeless is, is that I wear them to the grocery store. I wear yeah. them to work because it's all the, it, I only wear trues, wear whatever I do. So the, the tread gets worn out, you know? Yeah, I wear the, so. I wear the knit ones in the summer. Like the, I just wear them everywhere. I just, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, the, by the time I get you on the golf course. Socks. Yeah, they're yeah, just they're worn not, out. They're not really useful. Yeah. I might yeah. as well just play barefoot. <laughs> right. And then uh, one last order of business. Uh, I've been chatting with the other guys here about potentially doing a, uh, a little small batch release of a head cover. Uh, this is the prototype design. Mm. Uh, would love to get some feedback from everybody. If you're on YouTube watching this or Instagram, uh, let me know what you think about this. If it's, you know, we can get enough people interested. I, I'm talking, you know, 12 to 15 20 of these maybe that's that's it so um let me know what you guys think and uh you know we'll do that uh-oh uh-oh you got some hate tyler what whoa oh nathan oh <laughs> yeah you're right yeah dude i, I fuck <laughs> the establishment I'm sorry. I'm going to say it, but oh, yeah, go for it. Dude, I'll, wear, it. I'll wear a t-shirt at Riviera. Watch me. Oh, yeah. I'll be in handcuffs minute, probably. But... Better to be comfortable than not comfortable. I mean, honestly. Uh, Jeremy was so excited when he saw Jake because Jeremy's going with us to Bandon for the first time. Oh, and man. he was so excited because he saw us playing in t-shirts. He's like, you can play in t-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the best thing Fuck ever. you want, dude. You can't yeah, drive yeah. a golf cart, which I think is also really cool. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Unless you're handicapped. That's true. They do. They do have golf carts there. They're just, yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta come with paperwork. a doctor's note, you know, yeah, notarized. Yeah. yeah. You gotta I may, come prepared. I may do that. I may do that. Cause, uh, the way my knees are acting right now, it's cold. <laughs> so I'm hurting. I've always <laughs> wondered if you could, if you like, cause I, I really want to get one of those fin scooters, um, like those oh, yeah. fin golf scooters. I was, I've always wondered if like you could bring your own scooter, if they would be like, nah, I, I don't, Ooh. I feel like they wouldn't, uh, you know, That's sign a good. waiver. I don't think they yeah. would push yeah. back. Yeah. yeah uh, there might be a, okay. You can't operate it on the ocean holes though. Cause we don't need any cliff yeah. jumping. Then we're what? Four or five impact. Dude. What could you what? imagine the videos yeah. though? Oh, oh, oh my God, five. dude. Oh man. Uh, what's your favorite course of Bannon? Uh, old Mac probably. I, I think I, it's probably like old Mac, uh, then OG band in. Um, and I really like, I know cheap ranch gets a lot of hate. I don't know why 
but I really like that course. I, I have a lot of fun at that course. So, um, that would probably round out my top three. Is trails lower on your list because you play a lot of golf in that type of scenario? Yeah. It's just like, uh, there's like the novelty of it isn't as, you know, it's like, uh, sheep ranch, obviously Matt old Mac and Bandon dunes are like, it, you just don't play that type of golf anymore or anywhere mm. where I'm at. Um, but yeah, trails and even, even Pacific, like a little bit, it, like I can find, uh, <laughs> comparable to play. You just, you just tore a tear from the soul golfer's heart. Yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Pack's amazing. <laughs> But the, the, uh, literally the first time I ever cried on a golf course was at 60 on OG. So, Yeah, I, no, I mean, it's... Under, first it's, time I ever stepped up to that tee box, I literally started weeping. Yeah. Because I've I never seen anything like it in my entire life. It, it's intense. It was, it, yeah, it's, it was it's a good place. <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. No, you know, the, I'll rep that. I'll, I'll put that shit on a t-shirt, man. Like, <laughs> I'm happy to cry on 16 <laughs> Well, was Bandon, it socks bro. and uh, what else are we putting on socks the t shirt? Socks, socks and roses. Socks and roses. Yeah. And, roses yeah. and then I cried on socks the 16th emoji banded. <laughs> That's <laughs> the back of it, is I cried on the 16th banded. Socks and roses. God, we're going to make the, so much the, money. You got to change better... your socks if you play multiple rounds of banded. It makes sense now. See, we're coming We're coming full circle. Sure. The better part, Tyler, is, is we're in the Salt Lake City airport on the way home. Good callback, man. Good callback. And, Love it. and he was scrolling through the photos and he was crying again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that's embarrassing. Yeah. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't broadcast that one, dude. Oh, no, dude. It's my uh, favorite place in the I entire said, world. I said, are it's you my, crying? I will. Um, I will. Well, and then when I went back in March of last year with Dan, we pulled up into the parking lot. I started crying. <laughs> it's my favorite yep. place. So Yeah. <laughs> my favorite place in the I, world. you know, it's, it's funny. I, I really do like Bandon. Um, but I'm certainly, I think I'm stunned. I'm very much in the minority where it's like, I would pick other places to go. Um, and I think it's probably cause I like, I can just drive there. I could drive there yeah. Like yeah. right yeah. now and yeah. be there by 11. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, eh, I don't know. I, I do really like it. I enjoy it a ton, but, um, it's like, you know what? Uh, Chambers Bay is, yeah sick and it's fingers. way more accessible and it's a lot cheaper so like i'll go up there and then there's just like other you know it's like oh man if i'm gonna spend that much money it's like well you know what i can get a cheap flight to atlanta rent a car and drive out to sweetens and just play yeah that yeah. for a little oh, bit. i know you love sweetens and it's kind of like that for us you know it's like yeah. you have accessibility to chambers fairly yeah. close like and you have accessibility to abandon uh, fairly close but like when we go to abandon it's like it's an it's an adventure and like oh, for it's a you, pilgrimage i get it yeah i mean it, if i wasn't exactly. here i would imagine that bandit would hold a, a different yeah i think that's in part of it though yeah I, I think it's part of it and i think that's why sweetens is so highly regarded for you because it's it's an adventure you have mm -hmm. to fly across the country and you have to land and you have to get a car and you gotta go it's such drive, a conscientious you know? effort to get there. It's like, dude, I yeah, got a plan. You know, it's like I could, yeah, totally. I could literally be like, you know what, I want. Oh, the weather's looking sweet. And I've literally done this. Oh, the weather's looking sweet tomorrow. Do I have anything on the calendar? No. All right, cool. I'm gonna go try to play it. You know, trails. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I can. Yeah. I think I can get on in the afternoon. Like, yeah, yeah. kind of loses its luster a little bit if if it's yeah. that you know if it's that accessible. But I I do understand. I would probably feel the exact same way 
if I lived in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and I was a member, right, yeah, and totally. I could just go to Sweetens whenever I wanted, and be like, yeah, yeah you know, it's cool, but like banded, that's where I, it's at, you I, know? I, yeah. you're right. It's Makes so sense. funny, man. It's it's so like it's so much perspective, and it's so much like your own experience. That's what's so cool about golf is like, you know, like Tara Edie and uh, oh, TRI is like so high on the list, and it's like because we have to travel a fucking day to get there, you know. And like, well, you know what I heard about Tara Edie is you're only allowed to play there once in your life or something like that. Is yeah, that, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yes, they have it's membership, true. and if you there's know a membership, member, you can come and you out. Can't and afford it. If you can get on the property, you can play as much as you want, oh. but you have to pay. And it's but you have to like eight hundred dollars from like a PGA professional or like someone from your club to write them, and they'll fit you in when they can for some shit. Basically, need like a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. I was chatting so. with it. We, I, I was on this this golf board here in town for this shop that was going to open up that never did, but he was a caddy out there. And so we'd get on these Zoom calls and he's, he's in New Zealand, you know, talking to us. And so I, I hung out and chatted with him for a little bit. And he was like, he was the one that told me, he goes, if you can get access to come here and play, like you have a member that, you know, gets you or like Joe said, you write the letter, you can stay and play as much as you want. Is it one it, day? It's no, no, it's, he oh, said one it's trip. If, you're, if you're there, you can, you can play 10 days in a row if you want, but it's going to cost you 800 bucks a round. Yeah, and uh, he says it's just nothing but private helicopters from the airport to there, back and forth. It's wow. just it's crazy, man. That's sick, insane, dude. insane. So, where, what's your favorite course that you have played? Well, this probably goes into the your trip. You just had a trip to what Scotland, Ireland? Yeah, Bally. Ireland, yeah. Bally is up there for sure. I would, yeah, I'd put that at like a tie for, uh, yeah, Bally. I played Bally Bunyan and like. The course itself was incredible. Um, you know, old Lynx golf, Ireland golf, but, uh, you know, on, on the ocean, but we also got like, we happened to be there during a heat wave. And so there wasn't a cloud in the sky. There was no wind and it was like 75 degrees. Um, not exactly Ireland golf. No, no. And so like the, you know, the caddies that were there, um, was like, yeah, dude, like this, we just don't ever see this. Like this is not this is not typical. And so like that day plus how cool the course was, um, was phenomenal. So I would, I definitely put Bally up there. I mean, Sweetens is like a super like special experience. Um, I, I just, speaking really, of Sweetens, are you going to, are you going to go do the, uh, sugar loaf with cam in September? N- uh, n- uh, maybe it's dependent. I think I'm going to Austria or no, I'm going to England. Uh, me and my wife are going to England, so I don't know if I don't know what the dates are, but um, but I am going in May with Cam. Oh, um, sweet! As like a totally, it's not like an event or anything like that. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. It's like we're just meeting up, so I'm going in May, um, which I'm like absolutely excited for. Um, but uh, I, I yeah, I really I really like Sweetens a lot. Um, it's a it's just it's a special place. Um, I'd say my uh, my third though is uh so i got i got a chance to play meadow club in san francisco which is uh alistair mckenzie's mm. first design in the united states and holy shit that course was yeah, unreal um and it's you know it's it's tough to get on it's private or whatever and we, i just was very fortunate to have a connection um as part of a light a tyson lamb event um and um yeah we got we didn't play it and it was like hot 
hot as shit, um, but it was <laughs> super fun. And, um, and like the cool thing about that course too, is like you're up in the hills and there is literally, there is absolutely zero cell reception. So your phone just doesn't work when it's on yeah. the course. So it's like, I couldn't have gotten an email, to, you know, an email out even if I wanted to. So it was like to be able to yeah. completely disconnect from the world and play this incredible nice. golden age of architecture golf course uh, yeah. was just like one of the, one of my That's more favorite like golf experiences. Sick. Okay. Love so it. real quick, we'll get it. We'll wrap this up, but I want to, I want to give some time to the, the mid amp podcast uh, that you started recently. Um, what I, I've listened to all the episodes and I've, I've enjoyed in them all. And one of the things that you guys are doing that I, I love is you're, you're breaking down different segments of the game that relate to you. Mm -hmm. And one thing that you did that I was like, damn it, that's a fucking brilliant idea. I wish I would have thought about it is you guys did a golf book review. Yeah. 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 Which I, there's no way in hell I'm getting these three fucking fools to read a book <laughs> and then let's talk about it. So yeah. much respect, much respect. I know Joe reads books and I know these guys do. I'm just fucking with them. But yeah. Yeah. The, I the Dan's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, but the the balls to do that, because I mean, I sat there and I'm like, I'm because one, I had read the book, so I I was like, I'm gonna listen to this, but I was as I'm sitting there going, God damn, this is a great idea. I'm also going, nobody gives a shit about what they think about a book, <laughs> so kudos to you for doing that, and uh, that that's some of the different aspects that you guys are bringing to the table because the golf podcast market is flooded. Uh, I was talking with a couple of people earlier today about it. There's so many out there. Um, we're thankful that, you know, we've been doing this for as long as we have and, and have no desire to stop doing it. So um, anytime new shows come out, uh, I always listen to them just to see, hey, you know, what's going on? So much respect to you for, for the different angle you guys are taking. Thank you. Yeah, I think like for us, we we said it from the get. It's like, hey, if if uh, the only people that listen to it are are us when we're listening back before publishing, like that's fine. Because at the end of the day, all we want to yeah. do is like just sit down and talk golf, um, like for an hour a week. Set us aside some time for us to talk golf. Um, and like specifically, if the things that we care about, which is the really nerdy stuff, like uh, you know, the mechanics and and thoughts on you know swing and weight shift and um you know and and uh and, and all that stuff um and, and and getting better like we both you know nathan's a really talented player i'm trying to get better and so we both like want to get better but we're also like we've got other shit to do you know i have a job and i have a wife and a dog and he's got a job and a wife and two kids and um there are other priorities but we both still desperately want to be better at golf and play better golf and I want to play tournament golf and I he he does as well. So if nothing else it's an opportunity for us to just like bounce ideas off of each other. And if if other people want to listen, if yeah. other people uh feel like they can gain anything from it, um that's great and we hope that 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 people take that opportunity to do that. And you know, we've had some incredible guests like tomorrow uh we we sat uh you know, as I mentioned, we sat down with Drew Cooper for um for for like a little over an hour and just talk through i mean if you know anything about drew he is the he is the longest hitting amateur in golf that dude absolutely pumps the golf ball he is insanely athletic 
Um, and he's, and he knows his shit when it comes to human physiology, um, and, and optimal training and, and everything that goes along with that. And so like some of the things that he said, I, I got a lot of, you know, I got a lot out of it in that conversation. And I think other people could, you know, we talked to, um, the other day that it won't come out for a few weeks, but we talked to the U S women's mid-am champion, um, Kim Den, who won in 2023, she won the USGA mid-am women's championship. And, you know, she's a 31 year old chemist for Dow, you know, out of Michigan and, you know, finds time to play. She's a true mid-am in practice and play. And like some of the insight that she gave us on how to be competitive and how to practice efficiently, like as someone who's got, you know, we all have jobs. We all, none of us are doing this full time. Um, Right. You know, like being able to figure out how to be as efficient as possible um, and, and, and still like get better and still want to enjoy the game. Like that's, that's kind of the, the, the question that most people that play golf have, because none of us are pros. None of us have the money to just spend eight to 10 hours a day on golf as much as we would want to. And so like, that's, that's really the, our approach. And, and so I think heading into this next season, we're, we're just about, we've essentially recorded the first 12 episodes which we're calling season one season two will be more focused on like our actual play and so we're taking a page from like we really both enjoy the chasing scratch podcast and how they go about the actual like play aspect of it and so we're you know we're going to be checking in with each other on how we play and trying to be competitive from afar because he lives you know about an hour south of me and so we're not able to like link up all the time and um and then also like sprinkle in experts that can help us get better. And then as folks, you know, want to listen, they can hopefully glean some information from that and they can get better too. And at the end of the day, like that's all we really care about is just um, <laughs> encouraging our obsession with the game and then finding every opportunity we can to get better. Yeah. I think you felt really found like a niche that's not really captured yet. So that's, that's awesome. And uh, to speak on your point, like talking, one hour a week like these are the homies right here and we're gonna do it anyway so might as well just put it down on pen and paper you know right which is um it's awesome just to spend some time with with these guys and you and all of our guests that we've had like we're gonna do it anyway so might as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well you know what actually i gotta say i gotta say oh that would be fun i gotta say uh so my putter i can't take any i cannot take any um credit for that because the only reason i learned about it is because nathan he was like yeah i I bought like a a putter you know i bought this malt b putter head from golf works and i got the shaft and i put a arm lock grip on it but i'm not using it as an arm lock i'm just kind of using it as a counterbalance and i was and so we went out and played and a few weeks ago and i saw it i'm like oh god that looks cool so i just ordered all the components (laughs) uh slightly different grip but ordered all the components like i'm just gonna try it out and then like i'm like I think Boom. this might be the tool that I need to use to get to a scratch. Um, so I have to give him credit. Yeah. So he, you know, it's funny when you posted that, that video of it, the, the Maltby fanboys came out of the woods. Oh, my they God, were yeah. like, they were like, what, what? Yeah. Somebody's like, talking about better. it. And I was like, all right, calm down guys. Like that's <laughs> a little much. 
There's certainly things that are better, but it's the most underrated putter in the history of mankind right there. Maltby. Yeah, guys, it's like, let's, let's, let's keep it in the pants. It's really Um, not it's, but it's pretty good. So, uh, but I do have to give credit to Nathan and I do actually one more, sorry to, to another callback, um, uh, in reference to the Bally Bunyan thing. The other thing that made it incredibly special was my wife got it for me for, um, yeah. She, she got me the round for our first anniversary. So we had planned this Ireland trip months in advance or like a year in advance, actually. And I had zero intentions on playing any golf because we were only going to be there for seven days. It was going to be kind of like a bang, 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 bang. I didn't have time to play golf. And then for our first anniversary it was the paper anniversary. She printed out the reservation for the tea time um, and, cool. and gave it to me, which is so, you know, she's so like thoughtful and, and unique. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, she, I, I, yeah, I'd be remiss not to say that. Like one of the reasons is like the, the sentimentality of it. And then on top of that, she walked the entire round yeah. with me and filmed for you and filmed, filmed for, for me at like yeah. pretty much every single shot. Um, yeah. wow. and like, My that was, doing that. that was unbelievable. Like just like the, one of the coolest things. And I, I, yeah, I would be, it'd be silly if I didn't mentioned golf that. wives are golf wives are she, cool man yeah she's a yeah she i got a golf wife so. she really she really like knocked it out of the park with that whole yeah. thing so that was yeah that was really cool but um yeah i mean it's it's so the, yeah the mid-am sorry to go back to the mid-am stuff it's no 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 hey so the the mid-am holds a special place in my heart too my uh, a buddy of mine qualified a couple years ago when it was at um uh out in nantucket at uh why am i drawing a blank by a comet sanctity no uh sanctity that's what it was come on and sorry sorry and uh that was that was an amazing thing to be a part of you know he didn't play well enough to make it to the round of 32 but uh being around all those competitors and and watching them play and playing that amazing course and you know it's a usg event usga event they got all the signage, you know, you feel like you're at a U.S. Open minus the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, but it, it was it was a really cool event. And I've been trying like hell to get Jeremy and Dan to try and go qualify because I know they could make it and uh, get a 100%. chance to go go play some of those just remarkable courses that they play at. And uh, it's, it's the guy there's I can't. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he's won like three out of the last four years, the Mid-Am Championship. Oh, Haggis, and, yeah, Stuart, Stuart Haggis. Yeah, Stu. yeah. I mean, uh, once the, you the amateur, yeah, the guy who works what you, he's essentially a professional golfer. Yeah, what yeah. you have to do to to get to the round of 32 and then to win in those match plays to get to the final, it's it's ridiculous, and to do it on back to back years and multiple times is un unbelievable so uh, tournament golf is just so like I, I we we talked about this a lot because like there obviously like there's this in there was an influx of players in during covid right and so mm-hmm. let's assume you started playing golf in 2020 you're three years into your golf career like there are two things that most of those folks probably haven't really dove into which is like the competitive like true competitive aspect like because you've all, you're always like playing against yourself you're playing against the course but like not a lot of those people have probably gotten into the playing against someone else part of golf, which in my opinion is like the best part of golf. That's the most fun. So much fun is playing against someone else. And so um, there's like that aspect of it, which is obviously incredible. And so like to feel 
to like to feel nerves over a four foot putt that matters more than just making a par on the hole, but it's like potentially to beat that, you know, that player. Um, like that's a part of golf that like, I think a lot of these, these folks that have just gotten into the game, like haven't fully experienced it. And so that's another yeah. aspect of what we're Point trying to do level. is to say like, Hey, like, if you just started playing golf in the last three years, there's this huge part of golf that you haven't probably really touched that you are missing out um, on a mm -hmm. ton. And whether that's just like money games with your friends or trying to get into more organized tournament golf, it's just like there's something petrifying about having to pull out every single putt and knowing that if you pump one out of bounds, you have to tee it up again. Yeah. And if you pump another one out of bounds, you got to tee it up again. Um, <laughs> You know, like or there's just four putt it, it, on the last hole. No, shut up. In the moment, in the moment, it's awful and it's it's nerve wracking and it makes you sick. But when you're done, you're like, God, I can't Builds wait character. to sign up for my next event. You know, I can't yeah. wait to have to be able to do that again and feel that that kind of nerves. And so, um, that's another thing. What a great just, advertisement but, for the Vegas Golf Network. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was saying, I was going to say that's what brought that up because that was right on my 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 screen there. Just yeah, nailed. amazing for golf. Vegas Golf Network, which is incredible. I mean, if we get we get to do it once a month. We get to compete once a month in a tournament, and uh, you know, being a sole golfer that I am, I get to still compete once a month. So, well, that's how you get better. I'm going to tell you, if you want to get better at golf, like Midam Podcast, play for something that's <laughs> yeah. Listen to Midam Podcast <laughs> and jump on loop. Do um, jump on loop also jump on loop, but play for something that's more, that, that's more than your, um, score. Like, like make, make every shot that you have to play, like worth a little bit more. Mean and, something. Like, you'll play, yeah. you'll, you'll get better just by virtue of like not wanting to lose because it's, yeah. um, just trying to shoot a good score. Like eventually you can kind of autopilot that. But, um, the other thing too, that I was going to say very quickly that uh that people are missing out on is is just golf trips in general so like plan a trip dedicated around golf if you haven't done that already like it's such a different like elevated experience in that it makes you appreciate golf so much more is if you get a group of people to go with you Dan's it's <laughs> dad you just made you don't have night. to tell me and dan about that one man <laughs> yeah like, dude i am big. in forever golf trip mode for till the day i die now <laughs> me yeah. too man Oh, and Always. Matt and it's, Jeremy, just so you guys know, I put in uh, a quote for Sand yeah. Valley 2025. The book, the booking yep. windows open. It's in. It's in. Nice, yeah. nice. So do it, guys. Sand Valley, Pinehurst, uh, uh, Bandon, um, Stream Song, Stream Song. Stream Song. Like, just pick one and Branson, do it. Missouri. Yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. You know, yeah, Tobacco <laughs> Road. You know that that yeah. whole yes, uh, the Art Robert Trench Jones Jr. Trail. Like, all that stuff is don't so go to. Don't go to Cabot though in Canada. Not worth it. Really? Don't, don't do listen it. to this guy. No, yeah. Don't do no, it. he don't had a bad experience. experience it for you. Don't, don't do tell it. me that. Don't do it. He had a bad experience. Go, go, Tyler. The, the Lynx course I'll blows away the Cliffs course. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Fill That's your fine. soul, Tyler. Golf, golf courses <laughs> can be better than other ones. That doesn't mean it's yeah. not worth going. Jesus. It, yeah. Don't, don't do it. Okay. Save yourself the, I'm going to go. Save yourself the time. I'm just going to go. Just yeah, and one. then report back, Tyler, because <laughs> we need to know because he's been shit in our ear with this for three years. You now, just so. hate Canada? Is that what it is? You're no, like, I love. Hey, we played. We played. Guy? We played a course in Halifax that was fucking 
amazing. And I'm like, God damn it, we should have just stayed here oh, and played so this course Nova for Scotia. Yeah. No, no, he's not. He's, was he's, in he Nova watches Curse of Oak Island. All the Nova Scotia listeners, I'm really sorry. That's <laughs> tough, he was man. trying to. He was trying to find the Curse of Oak Island. Big Oak Island fan. It. Yep. Love Halifax. It was a fun city to hang out at. But Cape Britain Island, y'all suck. Wow. I trust, I trust my dad with a lot, but I don't trust him with this one. <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure that one out. On my it's own why I was point. so surprised that I liked Band and Trails because I did not like the Red Course's Dream Song. I did not like Cabot Cliffs at all. And then we go to Band and I'm like, another fucking Core Crenshaw. Great. And I was like, oh, this now place is amazing. favorite place ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. You can bury my ashes on the 14th tee box. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that went over well. Yeah. Nobody believed you. Bury my ashes. That was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spread it. Take a hole in it. Socks and roses, dude. Bury the ashes. Socks and roses. We'll put, Socks we'll and put roses. Bury the ashes on the sleeve. Yeah. Socks yeah. and roses on the front. I cried yeah. on the 14. <laughs> On the back, we got one more sleeve per PGA yeah, Tour standards. We got yeah, another sleeve yeah. that we could oh, we could put something on. We'd, all we over could, print, all yeah. over print. Yeah, that's that's Jeremy's soundbite. We can do. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, we got yeah. The whole shirt. God, we're gonna have so much money. Oh, I can't wait. Well, hey, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on, staying up late with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, new show, uh, Mid-Am Podcast. You're doing great on that. And if you want some entertaining uh, social media, Instagram content, go follow Fade and Fairway because uh, great stuff. Great stuff. And, you know, I, I love the smack talking back to the trolls. It, it's great. Keep it up. Don't change. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Joe, do your thing and uh bring us home yeah thanks to fade and fairway mr tyler munz go check out mid am podcast uh you guys do podcasts what every week is it every week every, every week. other week yep okay every week yep. so go check Wednesday. that out make sure you make sure you follow subscribe on wednesdays uh we're here for you every single week chasing daylight podcast we'll be another fantastic episode what we'll you, be out at live oh. yeah always all right thanks are you done yeah. No, are you done? <laughs> it's my outro, right? <laughs> anyway. I know. I didn't want you to forget to remind people that if you're in Vegas for the Super yeah. Bowl and you're going out to live, come find us. They don't need reminders. They know. They're okay. not they if you don't know that we're in Las Vegas and we're at all the golf stuff, then you probably have a problem. So but uh if you're at Live, come check us out. Uh Super Bowl's in town, so it's gonna be chaotic. Make sure you stay safe and respect everybody. Anyway. Shout out Tyler Munns, Mr. At Faden Fairways. Uh, we're here for you next week. We'll see you then. Until then, make sure you get out and chase some daylight later. <laughs> <laughs>